copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Attention, please, calling all cars. Attention, all cars. Broadcast 190. Regarding a person washed overboard from a Catalina boat. Described as male, American, about 30 years old, wore a straw hat, a gray suit. Reported lost near the west end of the island. That's all. Rose and quick. California's best cook shows a certain brand of canned foods, and all canned foods with the same price, you'd be pretty sure to stick to that brand now, wouldn't you? If California's best interior decorators recommended a certain brand of rugs, and all rug prices were the same, I'm sure you'd like to know that brand when you are ready to buy rugs. There are outstanding authorities in every field, and when you buy contrary to the judgment of those who are qualified to know best, you lose in money and efficiency. The biggest buyers, the biggest users, the greatest testers of gasoline in California are your city and county governments and the men who drive your police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and emergency equipment. They have predominantly chosen Rio Grande Crack as the finest gasoline obtainable. Thirty of your cities and counties have specified Rio Grande Crack gasoline in competition with all other brands. Thousands of intelligent motorists who think about their purchase of gasoline have changed to Rio Grande Crack. For two years, Rio Grande led all other brands of gasoline in percentage of sales increase. Last month, more motorists got police car performance from their cars with Rio Grande Crack gasoline than in any June in Rio Grande history. Don't put off the money-saving, satisfaction-gaining change. You will agree with the best authorities that only Rio Grande Crack will give you police car performance in your car. Think when you buy gasoline. And now we present Mr. Buron Fitt, the District Attorney of Los Angeles County. Mr. Fitt. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I've just left a meeting where we are interviewing new and important witnesses in the Inglewood murder case. A meeting to which I must return. But I could not miss the opportunity to cooperate with calling all cars, which is doing so much in the public interest with its crime prevention and law enforcement work. Many times criminal impulses are aroused by the reading of a crime committed by a hardened criminal who apparently got away with it. A prospective criminal does not realize that he has not heard all of the story. That the man who seemed to get by with his crime is in the end apprehended and punished. Tonight's story deals with a group of people who had no criminal record. They saw that they thought was a good opportunity to commit a crime similar to those they'd heard of. They thought they saw the opportunity to collect some easy money. That this crime did not pay, you will see from this program. But I'll tell you more about it at the end of the show. Two and a half hours out from Avalon, the Catalina Flyer was nearing a stretch of rough water off the west coast of Catalina Island, 
The hot July sun beat down on the upper deck. Below, the passengers were enjoying the cooling breezes of the Pacific. Suddenly, from the deck above, came the voice of the captain. Men overboard! Men overboard! Who is this, sir? All aboard! Who is it? Oh, it's my husband. He went off on deck after my first. Yeah, look. I see him. There he is. Where? Oh, no. I'm going to try to help him. Tuck up in there, man. You'd never save him in this water. Are you going to stand there and let my husband drown? There's nothing we can do, man, that we're not doing. I've got every hand on board keeping a sharp lookout for him. But this man said he saw him. That was a seal, ma'am. No one has seen your husband since he went overboard. Take up a chair, Captain. All right. Just keep circling and see if you can get a trace of Mr. Dexter. Oh, if only I haven't said him. I've had my Now, don't blame yourself, Mrs. Dexter. You're not responsible. Got this person, the man's hat, sir. Oh. Well, that's Mr. Dexter's hat, all right. Is this your purse, Mrs. Dexter? Oh, yes. Oh, my poor job. I never should have let him come on this trip. Running, 
Naturally, I'm out to make all the money I can, honestly. But I'm not out to get any dishonest. Well, you don't have to worry about this. Well, who are you connected with? I, uh, I'd rather not say. But I can tell you that uh, it's an insurance company. Oh. Well, how do you plan to make any money from me? Well, we need a boat that we can sell the guy over. You're sure you're not connected with anyone over here on the island? No, no, of course not. Why? Well, there's a group over here that's been trying to frame me. They wouldn't stop at anything. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's go over to the mainland where we can work this thing out in private. I'll give you all the proof you want that I'm on the level with it. All right. I'll see you tomorrow night. And the next day, I went over to Los Angeles and got a room in a hotel. Are you in the habit of coming to the mainland? Yes, sir. I come over every week or two. When did you see the defendant, Henry, next? I, uh, saw him Monday night. That's the next night. He came down to the hotel, we had dinner, then he told me all about this drowning. I tell you, Matt, if it's a thing, this guy Cameron will go for it, and you can make 2,000 bucks just like that. Well, I don't know. Looks fishy to me. What company did you say it was? I, uh, didn't say. Oh. All you need to know is the time and the man. You point out the proper place for him to fall overboard and leave the rest to us. Well, how do you know he won't really drown? Well, won't make any difference to you. He'll get your two grand just the same. Yeah, but it's going to be pretty hard on him, though, isn't it? No, no. This guy Cameron is a perfect setup for this thing. He's got only one leg. Everybody will know he can't swim. I tell you, McAfee, we can't lose. Well, you want to pull this off? Well, I'll figure that Dexter, uh, that is, Cameron, uh, ought to go around the island with him once before we do the job. I uh, suppose we arrange to be over there uh, next Saturday. He makes the trip Sunday, look everything over, and we can make the final arrangement. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to be in town until the middle of the week. Why don't you come down to the hotel Wednesday night and bring this fellow along and work out the details? Yeah, that's a swell idea. I'll see you about 8 o'clock Wednesday night. Back to the hotel and kept thinking about this thing. I had some friends in an insurance company, one of the biggest ones. So I called them up and told them about this thing. Then what happened? Well, the company sent their attorney over to see me, and when they found out what the scheme was, they suggested calling your office, that is, the district attorney's office. Did you do that? Yes, sir. The company didn't know whether the policy was in their company, but uh, they said that whoever wrote the policy should be protected. So their attorney called up the district attorney's office, and Mr. Ramsey over there and Mr. Reamer came down to see me. They uh, got there just about 7.30. When's this going to be pulled off? They plan to make a rehearsal trip. He called it around the hour next Sunday and then do the job a week from them. You know who this so-called victim is to be? Well, he called the man Cameron. But he slipped up once and almost said something else. <laughs> I don't believe that's the right name. When's he coming back? Well, they're both coming here this evening. About 30 minutes. You reserve this room next door for us? Yes, sir. Room 507. This door right here connects with us. You can see there's a big crack under the door. You'll be able to hear everything that's said. Well, look here. We'll go downstairs and register for the room. You go down to the lobby, and as soon as these birds come in, we'll follow you upstairs. Okay. And uh, I'll just act as if nothing is happened. Then I went downstairs like the officer's said, and in a few minutes, Mr. Henry there came in. Was he along? No, sir. That, uh, that other man there, Mr. Dexter, was with him. Did he introduce the man, Mr. Dexter? No, sir. He called him Cameron. When did you learn that his real name was Dexter? When we got to the room. 
Did you see the officers, Ramsey and Rima, enter the room next to yours? No, sir, but I heard them go in just as we closed the door to my room. What was said then by either of the defendants? Well, Mr. Henry went into the room first. Hey, just sit over there, Mr. Henry. You'll find that chair by the door. Comfortable? Thank you. You can sit here, Mr. Cameron. Oh, yeah, McAfee. As long as we're going to work this deal together, you might as well know Cameron's real name. It's uh, Dexter. John Dexter. Oh. Well, why the secrecy? Don't you fellas trust me? Well, frankly, McAfee, if Dexter hadn't seen fit to go through with us, I would have had to get somebody else. I see. Well, what's the plan? Well, we plan for Dexter here to go over to the island. Uh, well, you speak a little louder, please, Mr. Henry. I seem to be a little dull tonight on my hearing. Oh. You better see a doctor about that. Well, as I said, we're planning on sending Dexter and his wife over to the island next weekend. And we'll make the trip around the island with you to look things over. About how long does it take, Captain? Well, about four or five hours, depending on the weather. Does it get rough? <laughs> yeah, it usually does along around the west end of the island. West end? Hmm? And that'd be the best place to pull the job. Well, now let's get this straight. Does he really go overboard? Oh, no. You get around to that rough water, you'll warn everybody to go below to be safe. And we'll find some excuse for him to stay on deck. You fix it so he can go below from the forward end of the boat. He can hide there until you get back. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a hat that leads down to cabins we don't use anymore. Well, that's the very place for him to hide. Well, uh, when does he get ashore? After you dock the boat, you take it out to Anchorage, don't you? Yeah. Well, you can roll me ashore then. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't see the profit in all this. <laughs> very simple. You see, we've got an insured for ten thousand dollars double indemnity. Oh. Dexter gets part of it, you get two grand, and uh, I get the rest. Mm-hmm. Well, who pays all the premiums on this policy? It must cost a lot. Not at all. You see, I'm the adjuster for the company. I take care of all that. We just put in notes for the premiums, and the company never gets wise. <laughs> you must be pretty smart to think up a gate like that. Oh, I, I didn't think it all up by myself. We used to work it all the time back in Kansas City. Say, you remember the diploma mill case they had back there? Yeah, I read about it. Well, that's where we really got the idea. We get those guys that have got their doctor's diploma from one of those places, then we go to work. Oh, is that the way you got Mr. Dexter passed? Uh, physically, I mean? Sure. <laughs> We've got angles we work on these days. Yeah, but tell me, what about this man's wife? What's she going to say about this? Oh, her? Oh, she'll be in on it. She'll act like she really thinks he's dropped. Well, uh, what are you going to do if you get caught? Oh, caught? Not a chance in the world of getting caught. It's a lead pipe sink, I tell you. Why, the DA and the sheriff's crew will never get wind of this thing in a million years. And while this conversation was in progress in room 508, your room, who else was present? Just Mr. Henry, Mr. Dexter, and myself. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Clark. At no time was Mrs. Dexter present in the room. No, sir. And where were the officers, Ramsey and Raymer, at that time? Why, uh... Not with two strength, you know. I want what uh, you know. I'm not sure. I, I heard them going to the room. The, uh, that is the room next door. Could they have heard this conversation? Objected to on the grounds of his hearsay testimony and called for the conclusion of the witness. The same. Do you know whether or not the officers heard this conversation? No, sir, I do not. Was the conversation sufficiently loud for them to hear it? Objected to, same reason. The same. Uh, did you make any arrangements to meet Dexter and Mrs. Dexter at any later date? Yes, sir. They were to come over the following weekend. Oh, good morning, Mr. Dexter. Fine day for your trip. Yes, it is. 
Oh, Bell, this is Captain McAfee, uh, my wife. How do you do? Please come that. I talked this thing over with my wife, and she seems to think it's too risky. Well, you know best about that, but... I'm afraid something will go wrong. I wouldn't want anything to happen, Mr. John. Well, don't worry about that part of it. We'll see that he's safe. Hey, come up forward here. I'll show you the hat, all right? There's a cabin directly beneath the pilot house. We've got some old mattresses and some pieces of sail stored there now, but they can find a place to hide, Mr. Dexter. Boy, it's going to be hot in there in this weather. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, here's the hat. Oh, my, it's dark down there. The better to hide me, my dear. <laughs> then you can just get down the ladder and look around if you want. I wouldn't have consented to this at all, but we need the money so badly. I've got to go to the hospital next week for an operation. Hey, uh, do you know this Henry fellow very well? No. I just met him last week when he came out to talk to John. I didn't want John to take out the policy with Mr. Henry, but he's so easily influenced. As soon as he got away from me, he let them talk him into anything. Yeah, some men are that way. Everything clear? Yeah, yeah. This is the morning. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Glad to get out of that hole hot down there. Well, what did you expect in the middle of July? I didn't know it'd be this hot. I say, uh, which way do we sail out of here on this matter? Why, uh, you see, we go up north here to Cabrillo Harbor. Mm-hmm. Past Empire Landing, in between Bird Rock and Ship Rock, into Isthmus Cove, and then around Land's End. Uh, do we stop at Ironbound Bay? No, we don't stop at all. We just keep close to the shore along here, past Indian Head, China Point, on down to Silver Canyon. Somewhere between Silver Canyon and Seal Rocks here is the rough water. Best point where I stop. You will be careful, won't you, John? Sure. Don't worry about me. Well, uh, what do you what do you plan to do after we get to shore? Well, I'll go back to Wilmington on the boat that leaves just before five o'clock. And I'll go back for the first boat after we dock. Henry has arranged to have a fellow meet me in a car. He's making a trip to the valley, and I'm going as far as El Centro with him. When's your wife going to join you? Just as soon as she gets our money. She's going east to visit her mother. And then John will meet me, then. He'll be remarried. Oh. <laughs> so you marry the widow of John Dexter? Yes, that's the story. <laughs> well, you know what'll happen to you if you get caught, don't you? Sure. You'll get a stretch from San Quentin. Yeah, at least that. Well, uh, it's not so much faster as you, uh, better grab a couple of chairs. I told him better grab a couple of chairs and get comfortable. Pretty soon the other passengers came aboard and we cast off. Who else was on board you recognized? Mr. King and his wife. Eddie King of the district attorney's office? Yes, sir. What was he doing on board? Well, I'd been told by the district attorney's office to go through with the plan. That was your only reason for going ahead with the fake drowning? Yes, sir. To help the officers catch the others. What did Mr. King do while on board your boat? He watched Mr. Dexter. They all got acquainted with each other. Did Mr. Dexter or his wife mention this affair to Mr. or Mrs. King? No, not that I know of. Did anyone else on board your boat know of this scheme? No, not at that time. Later, I had to tell my engineer, but uh, that was the next week. Did anything out of the ordinary happen that day, the 21st of July? No, sir. You just made the routine trip. Sir, we just stayed around the island. When you came to the rough water, what did you do? I told the passengers to go below. We always did that. Did they all go? Yes, sir. Then what happened? Well, Mrs. Dexter said she'd forgotten her purse, and Mr. Dexter went up after it. Was that according to plan? Yes, sir. Then what happened? Well, we came back and stopped, and the passengers all went ashore. Did you leave Dexter on board that day? No, sir. We all came ashore. Now, Captain McAfee, 
I want you to drill the court and the jury in your own words just what took place during the following week and on Saturday and Sunday, July 26th and 27th. Well, it has been arranged that Mr. and Mrs. Dexter would come over and Hello, Dexter. How are you today? Fine. How's it going? Fine. How are you, Mrs. Dexter? Splendid, thanks. Have you seen Mr. and Mrs. King? Oh, yes, yes. They're up to the hotel. They've got rooms right next to yours. Thanks a lot, Captain, for getting the rooms for us. <laughs> we might have had to sleep on the beach. Well, we'd have found a place for you. <laughs> Maybe in the forward cabin, eh? No, thanks. <laughs> Those two hours tomorrow will be enough of that for me. You still want to go through with it? Sure. I need that jacket. Well, we better get over to the hotel. So we went over to the hotel, and Mr. and Mrs. Dexter went up to their room. I didn't see them anymore that day. Not until 11 o'clock Sunday morning. They came down to the pier with Mr. and Mrs. King and several other people from the hotel. Right this way for the glass bottle. Get your ticket. Right over here. Good morning, Mr. 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 Good morning, Usually, careless is on the up. Well, we better get started. Mrs. Dexter, you go first. Mrs. King. You're next, Mrs. King. And we all got on board and headed the boat up the coast. Was Mr. Henry on board? No, sir, wasn't. Did Dexter mention Mr. Henry? Yes. Yes, he said that Mr. Henry was meeting when he got on shore at Wilmington. What did you do on a trip around the island? Why, uh, after we'd been out from Avalon about two and a half hours... I called the Mr. Dexter to one side. You're almost up to the place where you decide to pull your act. I don't know whether or not to go through with this thing. Here comes my wife. John, isn't it about time? Is you going to do it? I've been debating it for half an hour. Well, you think you shouldn't do no, it. Oh, I don't know. What have I got to lose? A whole lot. If you do go overboard, haven't you, Captain? Well, you're the best good to that, ma'am. What kind of signal shall we use? I, uh, let's see. Look, when I put my hand out like this and lean against the pilot house, you'll know the coast is clear. When you send everybody below, when we get to the rough water, we'll stay close to the stairs and watch it. Well, you better get ready. Getting to get rough. Yeah. We'll be watching you. Everybody below deck, we're coming to rough water. Everybody won't be safe up here on the upper deck. Come on. Let's all go below. I'll call you as soon as it. Come on, dear. Let's get below. I want to get a seat near the portal. Oh, and stand by. Not yet. John, I wish you wouldn't do this. Why, darling? That isn't honest. But, darling, you've got to get the money for your operation. You've just got to go through it. I wish you hadn't let Henry talk to anybody. Honestly, I'm frightened. Oh, now, there's nothing to be afraid of. Do be careful, Walter. Sure. Well, there's the captain's hand on the side of the pilot house. Oh, uh, John, I, um, I left my purse on, Jack. I'm afraid it'll fall overboard. Uh, Can you get it for me? Uh, Sure thing. Be right back. I'm so careless about those things. John's always having to pick up after me. Why, just last night, I... Well, we stood around for a while, pretending to look for Dexter. But I'd seen him go down into the Ford hatch, and I knew he was safe. Do you know what happened after you came into port? 
After everybody left the boat, we took her out to Anchorage, and later I rode out and got fixed her out of the forward hose and had the engineer put him ashore. Did you see him after that? No, sir. Not until I saw him here today. That's all, Captain McAfee. Call Eddie King. Eddie King. Raise your right hand. Tell me, sir, I testimony about giving this case to be the truth also. It's nothing but the truth. Tell you, John. I do. Take stand. Your name is King? Edward King. District Attorney's Office. Were you on board the Catalina Flyer on the day of July 27th? I was. Did you see the defendant, John Dexter, leave the salon and go on deck after the boat had reached rough water? I did. Uh, what did you do then? I leaned out of a window, and I saw him go on deck, throw a purse, two chairs, and a straw hat overboard. Hmm. Then what did he do? He opened the forward hatch and went below. Did you see him again that day? I did. Where? On the docks of the steamship company at Wilmington. When was this? Late in the afternoon of the 27th of July. He was alone? No. He was with W.N. Henry and officers Albert Ramsey and Charles Reed. He was under arrest for participating in the... Are you W.N. Henry? Yeah. Yeah, who are you? Investigator Ramsey, district attorney's office. This is Charlie Reamer, another officer. He is over there. So what? So you're under arrest. Arrest? For what? For conspiring to defraud an insurance company. Oh, yeah? Who says so? I do. Your friend Betsy here has been under my watchful eye for a couple of weeks now. Besides, we were in room 507 in that hotel where you met McAfee. 507. Oh, McAfee double-crossed me, did he? Oh, no. No, he merely carried out the DA's orders. He's been working with us all the time. That's what we call crime prevention insurance. Tomorrow, when you stop and think before buying gasoline and then decide to follow the judgment of the most important buyers and users of gasoline, you'll go to your Rio Grande dealers for Rio Grande cracks. If you're not already using Sinclair motor oils, you'll discover a double incentive for patronizing your independent Rio Grande dealer. 52 railway systems fight friction and wear with Sinclair oils. 150 airplanes. Airplane manufacturers and flying fields have tested approved, and used Sinclair Oils. Fleets of ships and trucks and great industrial and manufacturing plants operate their equipment under the Sinclair Law of Lubrication with Sinclair Oils. One out of every nine and a half gallons of oil sold in this country is Sinclair. What does this mean to you? Well, out of many exclusive qualities of Sinclair Oils, this one is probably the most important to you right now. Sinclair oils contain no petroleum jelly, while most of the oils you buy do. Petroleum jelly under hot summer driving melts like butter, and your engine can wear itself out. Sinclair oils cannot break down under this summer's most intense heat, and at the fastest speed you may drive. You save money by buying less oil, preventing repair bills, and lengthening the life of your car. Sinclair Opaline in tamper-proof cans cost but 25 cents per quart. Sinclairized for safety with Sinclair motor oils, get police car performance with Rio Grande 
fat gasoline. Again, we present District Attorney Huron Pitt, Mr. Pitt. Officers took Dexter and Henry to Dexter's home and arrested Mrs. Dexter. As a result of the trial, Henry was sentenced to San Quentin Penitentiary. The sentence later fixed at four years. Dexter was given a sentence of one year, and Mrs. Dexter a suspended sentence. Thus, another crime failed to pay. Thank you, Mr. Pitt. Please call all cars, attention all cars, a cancellation broadcast 190 regarding a drowning. This case proves to be a fake accident, the fact taken into custody. That's all. Rolls and first. Michael Parker, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs>